listening to Plan B Podcast. The opinions expressed and shared on this podcast are of our own. Welcome to Plan B.SG. Quite a lot of areas that the, that the Russians Welcome to Play Me Dance Gems. Zari Smile and I'm Dharma and I am Rahman. Uh, we're talking about Parliament and yeah, shit that happened <laughs> in Singapore basically. Yes, uh, and shit that has happened in Singapore. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it's been it's been a number of uh, I guess quite major. Uh, major. I don't know, but okay lah. Mm. Pretty big news in Singapore. Okay. Uh, so for example, Fika mm-hmm. was uh, used for the very first time. What does Fika stand for? Yeah. So it's the Foreign Intervention. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I honestly thought it was like a female lady. Uh, Ayo, <laughs> <male> lady Fika. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that, that is so that is that? a who's pretty that? common name. That's a pretty common name. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, basically, it is a law that um, it doesn't penalize anybody per se, but mm. it kind of forces designated. Persons of uh, political interest mm. to declare and be transparent about where they're getting funding from, the kind of oh, transactions they're involved mm. in. Because uh, so this was a guy, a, a Singapore naturalized Singaporean. So he was born in China, I think, Hong Kong. He was born in Hong Kong, uh-huh. uh, but he became Singaporean, uh-huh. okay. successful businessman. But yeah. apparently, he has strong ties to the Chinese government. Okay, so born in Hong Kong, naturalized Singaporean. Yes. Okay. Uh, and he is like. Involved in Singaporean community, so he's like a grassroots leader or this kind of thing. Mm. But at the same time, he was also invited to sit in on like uh, what's it called, CCP legislative council meetings, oh. blah blah. Oh, in China, yeah, yeah. Don't I mean, don't know if he contributed, but he was invited, lah. Mm, mm. um, wow. And obviously, I mean, given the trend of. Is he a spy? Interference. No, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I mean that's one of the bigger concerns, lah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, this is like the the recent interview again. You know, the, all the congressional interviews. Huh. Okay. You never see on your feet, man. No, the one grilling uh, TikTok, the TikTok guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Are you a CCP member? <laughs> uh, do you hold? No, Senator, I'm Singaporean. Yeah, I serve my army. Like he's stupid. Like I mean, you see what I mean by the Americans? I really don't understand like how they have hold held on to this uh, king of the world kind of title for so long. Yeah. yeah, because like a lot of them are fools. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. <laughs> So by anyway, okay, back to the our parliament. Yeah, so our parliament. I mean, talking about this Fika thing, mm. like there, there are some concerns. Because so interesting, yeah. I I didn't know they even exercised the power. No, uh. so this was the first. That's why it was so significant oh, because okay. this is the first time that it's been exercised. Mm. Uh, nothing. Like it's not like as if the guy is gonna get sent to jail or anything. It's just uh-huh. he has to be a bit more transparent so that people can evaluate where he's getting influenced from. But as uh-huh. a Singaporean, I feel angry. Why? Why? Like to me, you loyal to your country, lah. What you want CCP all for what? No, but see, the thing is, right? So he, so one of the reasons that he was designated also is because he was calling for Singapore, like basically Chinese overseas, uh-huh. overseas in the sense of out of China, yeah. to like kind of root for the the advancement of the Chinese people, like okay. to the homeland, motherland kind of thing. Oh. And it's potentially it's quite scary because, like you said, this is not. Unique to China, there are oh, yeah. other mm. uh, big power forces in the world right now. Okay, uh-huh. where you know, I mean, every country that is like vying for superpower status, mm. uh-huh. they will want to exert global influence. Okay? Yes, right. Yes, yeah. America has done it for fucking decades. Mm. China mm. now is you know upping its game because they also want a share of the pie. Mm. India also rising power. 
India. So, so this guy is what arrested or what? No, he's not arrested. Like yeah. I said, like he him being designated is not a criminal sanction. He's uh-huh. not going to be sent to jail. He's not going to be like fined or anything like that. Then? But he has a designation. He's required to disclose certain Finding. kinds of transactions. Yeah. Oh, well, he's funded. Want, I mean, we would want to know, right? If yeah, he's yeah. getting foreign funding and all, okay. and if we have foreign powers trying to shape our local landscape. Yeah. We. Nobody wants that. What? Yeah. I mean, we are the locals. We dictate our landscape, not for some other foreign. To tell us what is right and wrong, what we decide what is our right and wrong. That is yes, yes. That's the whole point of sovereignty. Yeah, yeah. This is, is the equivalent of me pledging my allegiance to Malaysia. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 please don't, please. With Anwar, don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't start this kind of shit, Ken. Yes, yeah. No, I am asking whether this is the equivalent of that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, something yeah. like that, lah. Something. But like you that. did not swear. Of course, lah. You did not. Lah, I'm angry, lah. I'm from. I am born and bred Singaporeans. Why you? Why you must start about this, bro? Say the conviction. No, but but I mean, hey, just now, I went to, I went for lunch. At a at a what do you call this at a hawker center. Yeah. Then I was queuing up. Then uh-huh. the kid in front of me, he looked youngish. Okay. <laughs> youngish. Yeah. Okay. Then he you turned. Day. Yeah. yeah. So he turned and he looked at me. I said, he said, uh, "Are you Mr. Raman?" I said, "Yes." Uh-huh. Oh. From Plan B, I said, "Yes." Uh-huh. Then I, then he said, uh, "Sometimes I listen." How old is he? Quite oh, nice. Oh, Then he's 20. Oh, then he said, "Okay lah, what you mean?" Then he said, "I thought it was eight. Yeah, that's why." Right. <laughs> listen, okay. he said, "I used to be Zai Smell student." Oh, what? Yeah, I'm old. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, he said, "I was in Zai Ismail school. He was a teacher when when I was oh, in shit. school." Oh and my god! And he's 20. Oh, I, I'm 38. Yeah, so you are old. <laughs> Did you personally teach What? him? You are older. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, you're older. Actually. Welcome to the club. <laughs> oh my god, I've always been in the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, do you have like your ex students right? Like still kind of keep yeah, keeping yeah, touch. Yeah. Really? I do, yeah. I do. I do. Yeah, nice. Oh. Uh, some of my ex students married today. Are I you mean, serious? Yeah, they invited yeah, me. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, like my generation also, like the people in my generation getting married, so having kids all. Oh, uh, yeah lah. But you're forever old. young, right? Ah uh, no, I'm. I got soul of a old like sixty old, seventy lah by now. Seventy <laughs> old man like on the deathbed already. No lah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I no. So, so I mean, like, what was that, man? no. So like this fika thing, uh. like, uh, like it's not just us being paranoid because yeah. I don't know if you. I mean, Zah probably has no fucks to give about when uh-huh. this thing was first passed. Okay. Uh. But apparently, like, it caused quite a stir, you know, in, when in, it first came, right? When it first came out, yeah. because people were saying like, is this just overreaching, you know? Uh-huh. Because mm. you know, like in some other countries, like let's say Russia, for example, yeah. mm. the government don't like you, then they say you for. Influence, then oh. terrorists, whatever. Okay, and then like it comes with pretty serious implications mm. because yes. you may have your license for media, for example, revoked. Mm. Or you may kick out a country. You may be whatever. Mm. Uh, but you know, so is this the equivalent of TOC getting investigated for yeah, having like time, uh, uh, overseas writers? I think that's for. I mean. I guess sentiment is kind of the same, which mm. is you know you keep foreign influence out. Mm. But I think the act itself, the legislation itself, is is different, lah. Because mm-hmm. this is the first time that that uh, these powers were were used, enacted, yeah, okay. were used. I think first time uh, on an individual, especially, lah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and be, like we we weren't just overreacting mm. because the fact is foreign influence is a real thing. Yeah. Like Russia on on America, well known, right? Like mm, they got yeah. like entire factories dedicated to just influencing American politics. Uh-huh. And um, you know, like because of this, I looked up and and Indian diaspora mm. is such a strong force for 
Indian soft power around mm. the world mm. because um, I mean obviously the Indian middle class is a very huge and rising population yeah. and they tend to be very successful in overseas communities mm. mm-hmm. so you have diaspora and I mean Singapore is one of these countries that where there's a very strong Indian diaspora but the mm. US is another one yeah and I don't know if you I mean I don't know if you know when when the Indian PM Modi yeah. went to the US mm. the kind of reception that he got uh, was mm. like rock star level no? it was ah. a stadium Whoa. people were cheering him on yeah Whoa. so okay so this is the thing right like um, many countries like Singapore and I, I'm not chiding Singapore or anything like this I'm just saying as an observation we mm. always have this perspective like we think we need to buttress our population we are not producing enough we need to bring in this kind of people mm. right we need to bring in like good quality this kind of people yeah we need I'm explaining <laughs> myself we need to bring in people from countries where they are skilled mm, they yeah. have very good knowledge yes. they have very good educational levels we bring them in in the hopes that they get naturalized okay but this fika thing and also the Indian diaspora that you're talking about it makes me think that That is not going to work out. This yeah. is my perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm right or yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's not going to work out. So that's why we've always talked about like the UAE example. Mm. How you can allow the whole global whatever to come but you're never ever going to become a citizen, right? Yeah. So sometimes as an individual, I wonder would that be a better... No. Uh, I never asked you for your <laughs> answer. Would that be a better regime or system? Would that work better? Because honestly, I question the current approach. Like, mm. you know, there's this, um, for India, exa- for example, right? For them to retain that power, for them to retain that uh, influence and control over their residents, no matter where they are, it's okay. Mm. They are very open. You can give up the citizenship, can go, you come back, you apply back, you will get. Mm, and in fact, they have a special category for overseas Indians. Yeah, no. Uh, so that's, they call it NRI or something. Yeah, like non-resident, non-resident yeah. Indians. So they they allow you to keep that status even though you leave, even yeah. though you give up your original citizenship, mm. you are always welcome back. They're always and, tight. Yeah, you're yeah, always tight to land. I think they, were, they had amazing foresight uh-huh. to come up with that system mm. because they always viewed that no matter what, we will still have links and ties. And that creates a sphere of influence that yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was beyond its time yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and this current case with this fika thing shows that the chinese have that perspective too yeah because these are civilizational societies like yeah. they have they tap on you know like thousands of years of history hmm. to maintain that that air of legitimacy because it's not just a country that started you know like 60 years ago or 100 mm. years ago or even 500 years ago it's when they talk they're talking about a broken and unbroken history of mm. civilization of thousands of years mm-hmm. most historians will tell you it's bullshit mm-hmm. but for political story time It's it's a very successful method. And it's also feel good, lah. Yeah, it's it feel good. Yeah, it will make you feel the the what they call this nationalism, ah, nationalism yeah. and pride for the country and all that. So I feel like sometimes like wasted, no? Like in Singapore, sometimes we see more of a brain drain than anything else. Yeah. Like uh-huh. our locals, born and bred, end up leaving because and they, go US and get grilled by their people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good example. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like you know, um, if you look at the line of answers, ah, uh, 
of the TikTok CEO, right? Yeah. Like whenever he asks a question, are you a member of the CCP? No. Are you this? No, I'm Singaporean. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was one question uh, that he he fifty fifty. Which was that? Have you applied for US citizenship? Oh yeah, he said not okay. yet. He yeah, said he, not he, yet. He, like, he he stopped one and he said, uh, not, not yet, yet, not yet, not yet. Not yet. yet. Yeah. What if he applies? That means he give up Singaporean. Or then we lose, yeah, 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 we, have to we lose up. another Singaporean son. I saw this issue with the Fika thing, right? Mm. This Hong Konger, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he reports to Singaporean now, Singaporean, uh, Singaporean, yeah. and then mm. he technically he reports to CCP. Not say report lah. I mean, there 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 is a fear that he may potentially be beholden to them. Mm. Yeah, mm. Are we doing the same shit? For Singaporean overseas, we should for our country. What do you mean? Like we have someone where we plan in other countries. I try to like stroke pro Singaporean sentiments. This is galvanize, yeah, galvanize support, and you know. I I would think it's very <laughs> limited. I don't think I don't think we have like superpowers. We have like sphere of influence. Ambitions. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we are big enough to be able to do. Yeah, that. for us, hmm. right? Our our overseas presence is more about the Singapore brand. Mm. Okay, it's about you know the fact that a lot of other countries want to be like us. Mm. That is our our sphere of influence in that sense. We are not mm. actively building up like a huge sphere, like Chinese sphere of influence yeah. or Indian sphere of influence, English yeah. sphere of influence. We're not we, we're not big competing enough, for the top four superpower. Yeah, sports, that's uh, we don't have the population. What's top four? What's the other one? Huh? What's the other one? Mm. U.S., China, India. I don't know, bro. Uh, Iran or Saudi Arabia? Mm. U.S., China, hey, yeah, India. Yeah, yeah, that's a rising break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. these could be potentials. I would say Russia, but then you know lah. My friend on the other side will just like <laughs> Russia cannot. I've never been to Russia. You should bring us to Russia. Yeah, we should go. Their like, time has passed. I mean, unfortunately, lah. Like, I mean, you, you have, anti Russia. I'm not into Russia, as in like the no, you have the un- one thing that Darren fails to realize, yeah. which I think is a bit oxymoronic, uh-huh. is that his perspective is based on Western media. Yeah. Which goes against. If you ask order. a Russian, obviously they're gonna tell you that their country is on top of the world, right? Of course, lah. Yeah, and yeah. I know this because I spoke to his Russian friends, <laughs> and that's what they told me in Russian. Yeah, of course, yeah, and I I don't blame them for it. And yeah, you know, I I'm happy for them because they have pride. Yeah, so mm. the problem is not yeah. that I'm saying no. They got nationalism is their thing, uh. but they cannot be a sole power. They may be a regional power, and they are. Mm. You know, like Kazakhstan and all these, the region of the ex-Soviet bloc mm-hmm. is still very much uh, kind of beholden to Russia. Mm-hmm. But even then, it has weakened. And of it's course, because yeah. of that that you have situations like in Armenia where you basically have a foreign foreign army just waltz in mm-hmm. and just, just do whatever they want. You want to talk about genocide? Like, there was an entire population that was wiped out of mm. uh, Nagorno-Karabakh mm. because... Wait, wait, one more time. <laughs> Say it again. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, like yeah, Nagorno-Karabakh. I have Armenian friends. Sorry? I have Armenian friends. Yeah. Really? Yeah, through uh, I You game. think I was bullshitting? I'm a gamer. Uh. So we connect with people around the world and they always t- talk about this. No, no, I, I don't think you're bullshitting. I just wanted you to say that thing again. Nagorno-Karabakh. Nagorno-Karabakh. Uh. Nagorno-Karabakh. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I'm so sorry. basically, like uh. because Russia has become such a diminished power, even in the region, because they're focused, all their military focus somewhere else, but mm. so they cannot play policemen in the region anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I, if I remember, it's Azerbaijan, I think, or something like that. They just walked it in. Mm. And they were like, okay, this hours now. Yep. Mm. They took back, la, theoretically speaking. I, saw, I read about that. But, okay, there have been commentators who have said, right, that the world was a better place when there were two superpowers. When USSR... More stable, more stable. Yeah, mm. when USSR was there... Keeping US in check, yep. and, and US was there, yeah. keeping USSR in check. Okay, things were more balanced. You know what I mean. Mm. And now fragmenting. Now it's like 
I don't know. It's a global mess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we haven't, we actually haven't talked about this on the show yet, but mm-hmm. the Middle East conflict is just constantly rising. I mean, mm. I'm not just like, it's gone beyond Israel Hamas. Uh. Yeah. It has gone what, way beyond. What's your observation? That. Then no, it's I- Iran and what? Pakistan. Iran, US. Mm. No. So the Pakistan and Iran thing was uh, like a little bit of a small skirmish in a sense. Mm. I mean, it, it was like an anomaly like, because it's largely West, right? Like West versus whatever. Yeah. But over there, you had like two mil- Muslim countries kind of throwing rockets With at each other. With strong militaries. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then people were kind of confused. But mm. that was diffused quite quickly because both countries just took very targeted, limited reactions. Mm. And then it was like, end of story. Okay. But right now, the bigger problem is the US actually and Iran. Mm. The US is constantly saying that oh Iran should uh, tell its tell the Houthis to stop blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Then the the Iran's the Iranians are like we got nothing to do with any of this. It's right. the Houthis doing it themselves. Yeah. And then the Houthis are saying we will not stop until Israel stops. Uh. So the whole fucking thing is a mess. Nobody's yeah. backing down. Hey, but you see, Iran is always like the the punching bag for US, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not saying they are wrong or right or whatever. Okay, put that to the political commentators. Yeah. But the US has a tendency to just like you know. Blame Iran for anything that happens. Yeah, yeah. Because like that region, basically, uh-huh. they always say that there are basically three main power brokers. Mm. Iran, Saudi Arabia, like so the Shia bloc, the Sunni bloc and Western bloc, oh. which is Israel, US and all this, and the Europeans or whatever. Okay. So like right now, basically, so it's not a two-way thing. It's mm. not a two-party thing. It's a three-way thing. Mm. I think we should get an expert to talk about mm. this better. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I just yeah. feel, um, I'm quite amazed that mm. uh, you're committed to this. Uh, you know, we initially started <laughs> with uh, the parliament oh, session. Fuck, yeah. and we're yeah. now in the no, Middle not, East. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what else we're, happened in we're parliament? We're supposed to talk about what? Yeah, okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll get an expert to talk about this sometime else. Yeah. But basically in parliament, uh, there was also apparently some AMLA amendments. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we what a fucking cliffhanger, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the Middle East talk was more fun. But anyway, yeah. We'll get an expert. We'll get an expert. Yeah. We, we always some. said we wanted to bring in an expert, but who? I got suggest you're the one. Who? Bilari. I mean, he's the chairman of the Middle East Institute. Like, literally. <laughs> I'm looking at Raman's face. That, right his expertise. <laughs> and, and, you know what? Uh, so he actually, like, I mean. So I, he I, don't want why We invited. Yeah. No, he I, don't want the debate to happen. Not debate lah. He, like, he's not open to that, like, idea format. format but yeah. I think as an interview, like what we did previously. I mean, as an interview, no one would listen to that shit. Okay, no well, lah. We, we, the first one we did, it did. Uh, yeah. Then after it that, consecutively. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they hits and misses lah. Yeah. So. I mean, that was back then. That was the flavor of the year. That's true. Yeah. That's now, true. right now, we're into debates, man. I, w- I would prefer that, frankly. But like, it's what expert we So have, we get la. someone young and robust. And but who needs to be an expert in the, in the region? That's and the who's also like more uh, aware of like current... What if you don't need an expert in the region? Like a lot of debates on YouTube happen with people who know about the region, mm. but they're not necessarily experts on the region, but they're able to articulate their thoughts well, you know, their understanding of the... Well, at least know enough. Yeah, at least know enough. Yeah. We need to find good personalities. Yeah. As yeah. we should. Yes. But okay, just to wrap it up, do you know the AMLA amendments? I don't know. I'm no, apparently you were part of them, isn't it? No, no, I mean... Then you you are AMLA? Then no. what do you... <laughs> you are the law. Oh, shit. I am part of the law society. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, every time they, they come out with drafts and, and uh-huh. bills to pass in parliament, mm. they always invite feedback and I was happy because some of the feedback that we gave got adopted. Really? Uh? What, yeah, what yeah, feedback yeah. you gave? I can remember. Like, we, I mean, we had to rush out a paper. You know, okay, a lot of this feedback is... <laughs> you had to rush out, out a paper. Yeah, you say it right now on, on public record <laughs> that yeah, it was a rush job. 
No, no, really. I mean, okay, we have worked with Rich before. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, Rich collates a lot of this feedback. Yeah. I mean, we we had a damn short time, bro. Yeah. It's like five days to give feedback. Whoa. Okay. On a whole amendment. So, what is this about? What is this shit about? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's uh, changes to, I think, uh, some aspects of governance on religious schools yeah. and classes, uh-huh. uh, which is good because I think we need better regulation. We right? need better regulation there. And then there was also uh, some form of formalization of the Wakaf Masyarakat. Basically, uh, re-establishing the ability to create uh, or manage uh, Muslim trusts. So was this necessary? Like the previous laws were um, problematic or what? Okay, my view is actually the framework was there, but I think some fine-tuning needed to happen, which was finally done. So it was finally mm. fine-tuned. Yeah, which is good. So there's more, um, there's more bandwidth for management of public funds that mm. can go towards the greater good right. like people who I need so do, do all legal firms have to go through this uh, feedback session are they required to participate in this or, or oh, no, the no, special this, ones uh, there's, no, there's, there's nothing special about it but <laughs> no about your firm yeah like no, your no, firm because I volunteer with the law society so uh, you get paid for these things no I no, don't get paid bro, that's, that's the definition of volunteer yeah uh, yeah volunteers don't get paid I volunteer in law society do you, when you volunteer do you get pardon on certain <laughs> wow! No, let's not get another no. Warren, uh, no, I just want to know what, like, what constitutes this, uh, you so know, volunteering thing. The law society mm. is the the society that it is like a bar, bar council, right? Okay, we, they are the ones that uh, regulate. We self-regulate. So mm. if you don't do something proper, yeah. then law society step in, intervene, and all this kind of thing. So we, it is the regulator of. The codes of practices. Then mm. we did, and but it is a membership at the end of the day, oh. right? So within the membership of the law society, you have many different uh, what do you call this um, practice committees. Okay, so yeah. so yeah, I'm one of I'm on one of the practice committees, which is the Muslim law practice. You know who should ah. do this thing? Like Ooh. I think it's a very good system. Invite mm-hmm. like you know volunteers, volunteer law firms to come in, mm. help to you know look through old practices or old laws. No, who should do this shit? Oh. IMDA should do this shit. Why? Eh? IMDA Why? should invite like uh, you know. Top YouTube channels or top podcast channels to come in, have a look at their current legislation. Oh see, yeah, see what has to be changed. What is like uh, deemed as very old shit that mm. you're gonna drop? Yeah, and, which you know, is probably rewrite. gonna be a lot. Of yeah, mm. yeah, and it'll be relevant to things like the censorship board. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Actually, do they not do this? No, I don't know. Oh. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. we'll be taking a short break right now with our sponsors. Don't go away. We interrupt this program to break. This podcast is probably brought to you by our friends from the Bravo Realtors. That's right. So you want to call them right now for your property health check at this number. That's 8100-2300. I repeat, that's 8100-2300. Alternatively, you can also find them on their IG at the Bravo Realtors. We, uh, we are with uh, Kamal in the studio. Yeah. Fresh from a spiritual holiday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, He's back all, and recharged. All cleansed up. Uh-huh. <laughs> like a, a newborn man. Yeah. 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 With yeah. a shining presence, uh, Kamal. <laughs> Ready to Are you trying to make fun of his head? <laughs> <laughs> I never say that. That one you. Ready for uh, new sales to but close. Thanks for picking it yeah. up. Oh, <laughs> everyone, uh, I think we did well in January itself. Oh, oh, well nice. done. Yes, well done. Uh, because the market for this year forecast is going to be recovering. Why? Mm. Yeah? And it's good. Because I think last year it was quite because of the Ukraine war, okay. because of the Israel war, and then market 
you know going down uh-huh. interest right. is, is is up mm. and then the supply of uh, uh, I mean units BTO private not that much okay. oh yes so it's been launched this year right uh-huh. so is is forecast that uh, second half of the year is going to start to recover so all uh. the expedited uh, HDB projects that they that they announced yeah. back now is now is when it's all starting to come Deliver. out yeah. 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 I think it's announced between 21 to 25 right they're okay. going to launch about 100,000 yes, BTO yes 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 yeah. so this is something that they want to control the market uh, I mean there's still people who still waiting you know wait and One see predict, one yeah. predict what mm. what's happening. Hope that gets better, lah. Yeah, but actually, uh, after the since uh, they launch all the cooling measure, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the property price doesn't drop that much. Okay. If you all remember in '97, it dropped about. I, I don't know. I do not remember. The, I was two years uh, old. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Asian financial crisis. Okay, yeah, 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 I remember it that. It dropped about 40 percent. Only yeah, yeah. Oh. and then mm. I think in 2003 mm. uh, SARS, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, it dropped almost about 25. Oh, yeah, and then uh, after that is the COVID global oh. global financial crisis. Oh. Uh, it I dropped was... almost about 30 percent. Okay. Oh, I remember that's why for COVID they actually didn't they expected the prices to drop. They didn't expect. Yeah, so much. Right. you know why? Yeah. Why? Because after the global financial crisis, right in 2008, yeah. 2009, hmm. and mid year of 2009, they they release. Uh, cooling measures uh-huh. where start to control the prices. Okay. Yeah. So now after all these cooling measures, the price only drop highest probably maybe 11%. Mm. Oh, that's oh. nothing. Yeah, that's nothing, right? Yeah. So I think the last uh, two, two, three months, two, I mean about two, three months ago is about only 0.2%. Oh, okay. So because of all these cooling measures, why they in, put in these cooling measures is because they do not want property price to went up More than the inflation, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, mm. it must be the same with the inflation. Mm. With now our cost of living is higher. Oh, yes. yes, yeah. GST is going up. A lot up. of people are feeling yeah. the burn already. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, GST, chala, no. Yeah, I mean, it's a big diff. Yeah. I mean, even if one percent, but uh, higher one percent, right? Is if it's a big quantum, mm. it builds up. Mm, like, it builds up the uh, the amount, right? Mm. So it's something like uh, this year it will be recovering, mm. and uh-huh. then the interest rate uh, is for forecast to be going down. Yeah, and then because the supply of uh, BTO, supply of a lot of uh, private Projects, properties yeah. coming up, mm. so this will still manage and control the prices. Mm. So how should people react? Should they start selling right now? Yeah, for now, okay. Now, like I say, if you want, because of our economy, right? Because mm. of inflation, it's not just about selling and just buying. Okay, mm. okay. If you, I mean, if you take a look at a property that you like and mm. you can afford, you need to really plan. Mm. Because it's no more like you know like a previous our our parents time. Yeah. Now, I mean even a newly married couple buying a, a resale probably maybe five hundred six hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a big quantum that they really need to plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, I will share a case study that uh, we did for a, a, a old couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, sold their I mean their EC. Okay. Oh. Okay. So they want to go back to HDB. Okay. But cannot because of the cooling measure, right? Uh-huh. Oh, right. Uh, so they have to wait about 15 months. Oh, Then what we plan, time. they have to rent a place. So right. how do we recover the rental money? Mm. Mm. So we use the daughter name to buy a project. Ah, okay. That's two years. Yeah. Three years, three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. So uh, buying a project which is newly launched, uh-huh. you cannot get maybe the third stage or fourth stage, the newly launched. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, the trust is so much, right? <laughs> She tell us, okay, you choose a unit which you think three years later is easy for you to buy, easy for you to sell. Mm. Oh, smart, huh? 
So you can you imagine and someone asking you to choose which one to buy? Mm. You know, so of course we have to choose something that is. But easy. of course they trust your judgment, lah. Yeah, lah. Of yeah. course, I mean it's something that uh, it really touches yes, us, you yes, know, yes. because they really put a, a lot They're of confidence. trust. Confidence, yeah, confidence. Yeah. So this is not going to be a normal transaction. It's going to be a long-term transaction, right. managing their asset, lah. Wow! Right, wow! Right. So, if you want to have conversations with uh, Kamal and his team of experts, uh, what you can do is give them a call, WhatsApp. Yes, because you know that you'll be in good hands yeah. and you can trust them. So, call them right now at this number. That's eight one hundred two three hundred. I repeat, that's eight one hundred two three hundred. Alternatively, you can also find them on their IG at the Bravo Realtors.